Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast, a show where we bring you our best clips from our Red Men Plus content from the previous week. If you want these shows in full, redmenplus.com is the place to go sign up from his little 6.99 a month and you'll get them in your ears and in your eyes every single day if you sign up on our legend tier as well as a subscriber on our legend tier you'll be entered into all of our advent prize draws we've already given away eight fantastic prizes we've still got 17 more to go including the signed day couch shirt a signed ebu canate shirt stuff planned by Carragher, Chris Kirkland loads and loads of stuff so if you want to get involved in that as well then do go and check it out it's probably worth the entry fee alone. I reckon if you were out with your mates in a bar or in, in a club or whatever and someone said, right, we're doing a raffle and with two prizes, a Dare Couch sign shirt and an Ibu Canate sign shirt, you would probably throw a tenner into the hat just to be in the, in the mix of winning them. So why don't you do it now? Get yourselves involved and get yourselves a chance to win some fantastic gear. Right then, moving on to the content. It was a double game week. So we're going to hit you with a double dose of our final word shows. Yes, two very different games played in very different circumstances. But first up, we've got a clip from the final word show after Liverpool's comeback win against Fulham last weekend. I kind of went into that game anticipating, expecting quite a professional Liverpool performance, sort of get the job done, no sort of scares, just quite a straightforward run of the mill, 2-0, 3-0 victory, something like that. And Peter, it was it was anything but really, was it? I don't know if you had the same expectations, but I did not go into that anticipating that type of game. Yeah, well, I think you know, when you go in, as you say, you just think it's another... It's a December game against Fulham. You just want to get them out the way, don't you? We've got a favourable run of fixtures coming off the back of a decent result against City and battering Lask at home as well. You just think, oh, we, we should be all right. But it didn't quite turn out like that, did it? But fortunately or unfortunately, it's probably a lot more entertaining to win the way we did. Maybe you can criticise a few things, but I, I probably wouldn't swap it if that's allowed. No, exactly that. No, and you're right. Obviously, and John Klopp himself mentioned in the post-match stuff yesterday that I don't think he sort of expected that type of game, really. But a seven-goal filler, and I think he said it's one that we remembered forever. I mean, you've seen a lot more games at Anfield than probably myself and Peter combined have. But that will be one that sort of does live long in the memory, won't it? For, for lots of reasons, I guess. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, it's the ending, isn't it? Without that ending, 
we'd all forget it very quickly, wouldn't mm. we? You know, two minutes of sort of madness and mayhem, and we, it's a game we'll never forget. If that hadn't happened, well, we'd be doing everything we could to, to forget, forget it as yeah. much as possible, yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah, I did have a moment yesterday. I was sat kind of at you up actually watching the game, and when it went 3-2, I was like, I've got to do a final word during the morning about this. I was honestly, I was dreading that I really was, but as you say, it managed to turn around. Um, we'll go right back to the start, as we always do on these shows. Um, team news wise there was no real surprises was there I don't think I think Gravenberg getting the start was a little bit of a shock to me it would have been my personal preference but given the amount of football he played in midweek it did feel like he was sort of queuing it up for a Curtis Jones start in the Premier League like he so often has done it has tended to have been Gravenberg midweek Jones Premier League but yeah. were you shocked at all by it Pete? Yeah I think probably just about that one and then yeah. maybe Matip starting obviously Kanate's not been fully fit and you don't mind him rotating we've got a lot of good options there haven't we but I think yeah, before every game our ritual as my dad has to guess the team so the two he struggled with was uh, Gravenberch and, and Karate but then they were, the second guess was the, the ones who were coming in so again it wasn't a massive shot but you know we've got a lot of strength and depth as well which I think that shows yeah it certainly does in fact we do have these conversations now I referenced it I think before the game like last year how many times we sat around before any game and basically the midfield picked itself and not in a good way it picked itself because they were the only ones available or the lads underneath it weren't up to standard or whatever it may be but now you're right it can be sort of any combination of a few different options at the back midfield and even in attack and you've got yourself a good Liverpool side so that's the guys you say it's testament to the strength in depth um, Joe we started on the front foot in the game we have a Diaz snapshot early doors but realistically the game didn't spark into life until a Trent Alexander-Arnold I mean I say a Trent Alexander-Arnold stunner I mean that but also I think it might be an own goal now but it's still some free I kick think, isn't it I think it's been given as an own goal which yeah. seems crazy really because all the work was done by Trent wasn't it I think he said that himself didn't he um, you know it was just a fantastic free kick I mean he, you know he, he has a reputation for scoring free kicks and he actually doesn't score a lot of free kicks so when you get one as brilliant as that yeah. it seems a shame to take it off him yeah. just because you know it, it comes off the crossbar and it's the keeper yeah. um, I, mean, I suppose they can argue that if, if the keeper wasn't there it would have bounced out and wouldn't have been a goal mm. but I don't know it was just fabulous wasn't it yeah, yeah. John's right isn't he it's a wonder strike isn't it regardless yeah. of, sort of how it ends up in the back of the net it's an absolute world class piece of technique piece of execution from Trent really and I spoke to Chris this morning about it he said Simicast fancies his chances I think Salah was in the conversation at one point but pretty much anywhere within range now I mean so Oslai might have a look in at some point but it kind of has to be Trent doesn't it yeah but it, it, as, as you say he doesn't always score them but he does seem to come very close if he doesn't like, I was watching them warm up before I think Nunes scored an absolute worldly one I was saying to me dad oh, I wouldn't mind Nunes having a go because how good it was but obviously when you see Trent stood over any free kick I think all you're thinking there is I just hope Salah doesn't take it because no offence to him but maybe his free kicks are his best part of his game are he? and he always wants to be in the conversation but yeah it was just it was a great goal wasn't it? yeah it was I think that's an understatement on Salah's behalf to be honest with you <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's got to be Trent just the way again the way he strikes a ball if he doesn't if he doesn't score he's going to cause problems sort of nine times out of ten you would imagine so yeah and not only that even if he doesn't go for goals sort of his speed of thought and the way he can execute crosses and assists and all that type of stuff it just trends you've got a genius on your hands there basically um 
Yeah, Liverpool, I fancy does to sort of really wrestle control there. We pretty much had control up until that point. Then you take the lead and you think, okay, go on then, kick on. But you know, credit to Fulham, you know, they stayed in the fight and obviously they're growing in confidence themselves and they do level the game up not long after. Um, John, on the goal itself, is there really anyone to sort of portion blame to? And a lot of people have spoken about Keller for this one and obviously it's Harry Wilson, former Liverpool player, gets the goal. But for me on this one, I've got a little bit of sympathy for Kelleher because it's quite close range. Goes through his legs, ultimately. It's not ideal, but it is also quite close to him and hit quite well. I think it would be harsh to blame Kelleher given <clears throat> what had gone on before. I mean, Matip gives the ball away, yeah. sells himself down the river. He's then, he's got two, two to one against him on the wing, mm. where we you know, so they go past him as easily as they can. You know, uh, Trent had tucked into uh, as a centre back, but, you know, um, Matip's isolated mm-hmm. and, and because of that we we concede the goal it's as simple as that yeah. um, and without the stupid pass then you know it probably wouldn't have happened yeah. um, but, but fair play to them you know they you know um, they overloaded us on that flank and got the cross in and, and you know um, and scored a goal yeah it was pretty well executed from a Fulham perspective like you yeah. say the good good low ball and I think Pereira plays the assist and Harry Wilson arrives pretty much unseen essentially and as I say hits it well hits it low hits it hard and the Matic pass bit I do wonder about McAllister sort of let him go yes. he sort of left him all alone mm-hmm. so there were a few mistakes there so it would be a bit harsh on Kelleher to blame him for no I agree I think I think the reason a lot of people are putting a Kelleher is because it's not Allison yeah. essentially you know what I mean so when it's not Allison, you instantly go well let's have a look at this other lad there and John's right, isn't he? I don't, I don't blame Kelleher necessarily for this one. I think the Matip thing's part of it, and him and Salah clearly aren't on the same wavelength. Salah wants it in behind, Matip thinks he's coming short, and all that sort of stuff. But I think this was another moment, really. And McAllister's an interesting point as well, because his guy, who is Pereira, essentially, has drifted over to the wing, and he doesn't quite know who to pick up again. But as we say there, it's nobody's real fault, this goal, is it? I don't yeah. think. Well, I think it's a quick break as well in it and as you say Trent ends up centre back I think Van Dijk had gone up a bit to try and support the attack he was a bit slow getting back and then everyone's just kind of everywhere and as you say Fulham would have played on that you've got to attack quick as they they know that the space we leave it right back because mm. Trent plays inverted it's not his fault it's just the way we play they're going to attack it quickly and then comes across and as you say I don't you can't really point many fingers at Kelleher but as again I think Allison probably saves it so that's his only criticism is that he's up against probably the best in the world and he's a very good goalkeeper and he's been put against those standards but yeah it was it was disappointing but as you say even at that point we still felt like we could we could go on and, and, and win the game yeah absolutely yeah and we were helped out by if it wasn't really clicking for the forwards today I, I don't think I don't think at any any point it really happened for any of them necessarily they had moments which we'll discuss in a bit more detail a bit later on but the lads behind um, certainly stepped up and Alexis McAllister John I mean what a way to open your Liverpool account that is I don't remember many sort of better first Liverpool goals. I mean, Alison Beck will have a conversation with us. <laughs> Danny Agger might as well, but that's up there, isn't it? Yeah, but to see two of them, you know, mm. in the same game was just... A f- and then and we didn't stop there, did we? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, that McAllister one was just sensational, wasn't it? I mean, I was just sort of gobsmacked watching it and, you know, couldn't believe what I'd seen. Um, just hit it perfectly, didn't yeah. he? And it was right in the corner. You couldn't get anywhere near it. I yeah. mean, it was yeah, yeah. it was a goal as soon as it left his boot, as they say in the you know in the uh, cliches. Mm. Uh, but just fantastic, and I was so pleased for him. Yeah. You know, he hadn't scored for us yet, yeah. um, and to, to, you know we, we've lost the lead. 
and we're, we're not really firing on all cylinders at that point, are we? We're sort of huffing and puffing mm. without creating any real chances. And for him to just step up and do that, well, fantastic. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, and I say, I think it's a big moment for him as well because he'll know, he's spoken about it in recent weeks, sort of the criticism albeit sort of in context he is playing slightly out of position I think it's fair to say but he'll know people have been sort of discussing his start and he's he's seen Sir Bosley ahead of him absolutely hit the ground running in Liverpool sure he would have been desperate to have a moment and that is a moment isn't it because as we've said that is an absolute wonder so you're not going to hit a ball much cleaner I think he's already said it's the best goal he's ever scored I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah I don't, know. I don't think he'll better it either to be fair but yeah first thing I said I was just cutting for Trent because you thought it was going to be the game obviously I didn't know what the match had hit the keeper but you thought it's going to be the game that'll be remembered for that free kick, and then obviously as we'll go on to, it's probably not even going to be the game that's going to be remembered for McAllister's goal. But yeah, I think just at the match as well, just when it was flying over his shoulder, it it looked like it was bouncing more, and it looked like he was a lot closer. But it wasn't until he went over, like he realised, like he just caught it absolutely perfectly. And like as you said, I think ten keepers wouldn't have saved it. It was just absolutely perfect, and yeah, amazing. amazing yeah, it was. It. it was. And like I say, I made up for him because he needed that. I reckon um, good sort of platform springboard him to kick on from now. Um, right then, one final word clip down, one more to go. This time it comes from the game against Sheffield United. Although, I'll be honest with you, this part of the show, after we spoke about the game, we then spoke about Joel Matip and his injury and what it means for Liverpool going forward. So although this clip was taken from the final word show, it more focuses on Joel Matip's injury. Yeah, check this one out. The, the other news that came out yesterday, Dan, it's, we, 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 we'll talk about it now, we haven't had really had opportunity, it was after the game, Jürgen Klopp announced that Joel Matip's ruptured his ACL, mm-hmm. he's going to need surgery, that pretty much is going to end this season yeah. and potentially, unfortunately, his Liverpool career. Um, he's out of contract in the summer, we'll see how Liverpool to play that situation whatever but the initial thought was when he went down with an injury it was like knees are never a, a good thing I was worried about McAllister last night turns out he just got a, 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 a bad cut thankfully but it was a, it, yeah it, it was a, it's a really sad bit of news not only for like uh, the career of John Matter with that is going to be the end of it which we'll find out but also he's been really good this season and Liverpool are going to miss him yeah that's the other thing isn't it like his form he has completely he's changed kind of my opinion because I would come into the season a little bit concerned about Joel Matip because of the way he finished last season and stuff like that I wasn't quite sure where we're out of him and I think most people if there had been offers like serious offers in the summer with only 12 months left on his deal people would have considered selling him potentially if it meant we went and signed someone obviously we didn't know at the time how good Joel Conte was going to turn out to be as well because his rise has just been been frightening, quite quite honestly. So yeah, it's a, it's a massive blow. It's a really sad way for him to end his Liverpool career as well. Not deserved in any way, shape, or form because he's been an outstanding servant, one of the best free signings, perhaps not the very best. There's a conversation there, but yeah, he has been incredible for us. He's won everything for us as well. And as you say, his form this season's been been remarkable, really. Considering, like, I, I felt a lot of the time like it's just going to be Canate all the time alongside Van Dijk, but Mass has been keeping him out and. And on merit as well, his form's warranted that. So, not a great way for it to end. And obviously, you know, from his personal point of view, he'll be gutted, of course. Liverpool will be gutted about him um, for his sake also. But what does it mean for us? Short term, it's a blow, obviously, because it means Canate and Gomez are going to have to cover a lot of footy in there for a while, and Quantum included a little bit as well. Whether we deal with it in January remains to be seen. I wouldn't be shocked in any way, because Liverpool probably had one eye on replacing Joel Matip anyway next summer. We might have to bring that forward now to the winter. 
it's worth mentioning because at the moment Liverpool are without their first choice goalkeeper, their first choice left back, and and one of their first two choice centre backs as well. Dan mentions if you look at it on paper, Liverpool have got four centre halves who are all good enough left remaining because Quantas rise is right. But when one of those is Canata, who's injured record is Patchy, and the other one's Joey Gomez, who to be fair has actually been fit for a while, but is also currently your back up right back and your back up left back, all of a sudden the cupboard is starting to look a little bit bare. Liverpool decided not to sign a centre-back or for whatever reason in the summer and Jürgen's quite rightly talked about how good Jello Quant has been and, and whatever. Do you think that's my... We saw with Diaz and Gakpo that they, they, were, they were willing to bring a transfer forward for a, the good of the team, maybe to beat another team to a deal or the team just needs a boost. Do you think this might change any January plans? Because we've all been saying, and you, we mentioned before about midfielders, like Liverpool got loads of them. We've all wanted one more. We've, we keep saying it. Do you think they might change tactics now? Actually, rather than go and sign the ninth midfielder or whatever it was going to be, do we look at a, a centre back now? Because you know you are your back up right back, it being your left back up centre back, and now also your back up full back. It it doesn't seem like Liverpool have got every basis covered there as much as he did pre, pre the John Matip injury. Yeah, yeah, it is a worry. It's it's obviously a worry, but I think Klopp said after the last game, as he said, um, I think. Jello Quantz has proven fans wrong that we didn't need to get another centre-back and we all wanted that, well, maybe not we all, a lot of loud people on Twitter after we signed all the midfielders were saying just one more centre-back and mm. we can really attack the season mm. and we have really attacked the season and maybe that one centre-back was Quantz but yeah, it's a worry with Matter. I think the, the decision was made, we'll see out his contract and we'll see how Quantz does and hopefully them two together can cover one position of the fourth best centre-back. Matter then forced himself to become the second best centre-back player against City he was probably the best player we had in the first half who could actually try and break through their defence and high press and we are really going to miss him but we saw last night we've got so many good options I, I, I don't think we will sign anyone there maybe we do a, a Ben Davis and a, oh, a shock no, a shock let's not do that a shock 35 year old loan deal <laughs> Stephen Corker or something <laughs> yeah well sort of like that, that. that happen, yeah hello yeah he, he does seem a bit cursed he can never actually leave us can he yeah. Phillips and, the, and we have got Reese Williams as well who I don't think is the standard but I don't think we'll sign anyone else if we do it'll be a free transfer alone or it'll be someone coming back it depends it's and that's just what I think but, you know, but I'm happy to be wrong if we go and sign someone amazing but I just don't think we'll spend that that's money as well like see I, I don't know I think he might Dan, I must admit that because they were, if, if he was out of contract and the noise was coming out was that he wasn't going to get a new one anyway yeah. I mean that might change now by the way we'll, we'll, we'll maybe touch on that but if they were going to if they were going to wait till the summer and let him go and give him his handshake and say nice one Joel thanks for that winners all the trophies arguably and I know Andy Bell friend of the show tweeted this the other day he'd put him in like the best Liverpool 11 he's seen he's been watching Liverpool since like the late 90s like he said it'd be Van Dijk and, and Matip and he that, that goes above Carragher that goes above Sam he's, it's a big call okay, yeah, it's a big but I think, call. I think it's it, I don't think it's a horrendous shout it's, it's a personal preference if the plan was shake thanks for the thanks for the memories see you later if that was always, the, they must have had someone lined up for next summer yeah, anyway. They might, if they can get this this fella, whoever he is, mm-hmm. in January, it feels like it could be a wise move. If Liverpool are going to be in a title race and we think, you know, they should be doing well in Europe, they should be semi-finalists at least in Europa League. Mm-hmm. Who knows where this League Cup's going to be because they've got a quarter-final to play next week or yeah. something. It does feel like they're, they're leaving themselves short and they might do what they did with Gapo and Diaz and bring, bring one forward. I, I certainly would, yeah. And obviously you didn't mention the FA Cup there as well. We get through that third round title of Arsenal. All of a sudden we're, we're, we're chasing four trophies mid-January. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you Playing know, and, and Liverpool now look 
we're very well versed on the centre-back issues when it comes to Gomez um, injury-wise and of course Canate and it looks as though we've realised the Canate one more than ever this season and the fact we simply can't get a tune out of him for, for 10 games on the spin is not possible and you need that like your best your best teams down the years Premier League-wise especially have had a settled centre-back partnership you need to find that and for whatever reason Liverpool have been able to do so because Virgil van Dijk you know barring you know that horrendous injury he suffered against Everton of course he's been a pretty much ever present whereas the other one has constantly been rotated and we've managed to sort of muddle through but when one of those goes down long term like Joel Matip has now and another one's Quanta who looks an incredible prospect of course can you really rely on a Gomez and Canate combination because what's to say that those two both won't be injured for a little period at the same time I wouldn't put any money on that I don't know about you guys so I think Liverpool have to enter the market for one and the fact as you said there Liverpool will definitely have had their eye on one because it looked like it was heading in the direction of Matip not getting a new deal it might have been 50-50 this has probably put the final nail in. I think Liverpool will be good to him in terms of letting him stick around, do whatever rehabilitation, make sure he gets back to fitness. But that doesn't go as far as giving him a new deal for my money because I don't think he would do it anyway, let alone this now. So I, Liverpool for me, I felt like we might have entered the market for one anyway, but I would have been a toss-up between do we go and get a midfielder? But with Pachetic coming back, he might get a little tune out of Thiago for the back end of the season, who knows? I'd probably park don't that for now. Yeah, I'm not banking on that, no. <laughs> but I would probably park that because I think Pachetic is definitely good enough to come and do a role in this squad but with the massive injury now I will be all in all in on getting the defender and getting it done early as well because we both we all alluded to that season where we lost them all obviously massive went down in late January that took a long time and then it was Kabak and Davis we know early now if there was a guy we had in mind for next summer get the groundwork laid for the next two three weeks and get him in early January because we're gonna need him no one in their right mind can say to me that we won't lose Joe Gomez and Canal at least one more time this season we absolutely will and even if so it's go not, and do it even if it's not one of those two it's Trent and Robertson as well Gomez, course, yeah. Gomez at the moment the backup to, sorry Tim McCash because Robertson's out but you know what I mean like Gomez is the, is the, is the backup fullback in both of those roles so mm. you are right you've got to look after these lads and I, I, I hope they do go and do something if they can you've got to, you've got to bear this in mind course, yeah. if, if there's someone who they really desperately want and they can't get them they might wait but it does feel like you know the, the, it's always a risk when you keep Unfortunately, Liverpool, Pete, have got two injury-prone defenders. I wouldn't actually include Gomez in this. I don't. Recently, yeah. I think he's been all right. He just when he gets injured, it's often been like he's been whacked or yeah. something. You mean, but like the Van Dijk one, but Matip and especially Canate just gets these muscle injuries. Canate more than anyone. He, he's always yeah. you know he, he's he's feeling it. Liverpool have got a lot of games to play this month already, and Jurgen's got to be very very careful with how he wrote, how he looks after Canate in particular. Yeah. It does feel like. If if you can get through Jan, if you can get through it with the right, but there's another lad coming in January because you're not getting Matic back. You know that you know that now. He's there's no. It isn't like Thiago where oh well we, we could get him back. He's still an option. Matic is no longer an option. They've at least have got clarity on the situation yes. now. Yeah. They know this isn't this isn't like he's done his hamstring for two months and then you bring him back, but then it goes again. You know now he's this is Matic's Liverpool season done and maybe his career. There's a lot of clarity there. Whatever the manager and, and the you know, York Schmanker, whatever's decision is, they, they know all the information. There's no ifs and buts, maybe, as uh, James Redmond once famously <laughs> said on our channel. Liverpool know exactly what they've got to do here or what, what, the, what the hand they've been dealt. Yeah, well, that's it. but the options we've got is Canate, who I think we all agree is 
one of the best defenders in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He doesn't maybe other teams don't know it yet because he's just not there enough. And Joe Gomez, who was probably you've said before, we've rotated a lot. He's probably the only centre back who's ever held the role next to Van Dijk. And I, I don't think those options are terrible. What it is is the number of games. That's the worry. That means Jello Conte plays a lot of football, and it's whether you promote someone again from the academy or whether you you try and get someone in. I just from from what we've done in the past and from the midfield gamble we did last year and. I just don't think we're going to do it. I'm not saying I don't want us to. I just yeah, yeah. I don't expect to see either a big money signing or any signing in the centre-back to come in January. And I think Klopp will have his reasons for it. And as I said before, I think if Quant, why is Quanta there, if not for this situation, to yeah. go and go and take his chance? And he'll play more football now. And he hasn't let us down once in my mind. To lose away probably wasn't great, but the whole thing wasn't great. But... You know, I'm happy for him to be given the chance. <laughs> there wasn't no whispers that Endo could play there as well. That's a very bad case scenario. Yeah, yeah. In oh, February, when we get when we get four injuries, I don't want that. But that is the list of the options that we've got, and I think that's how they'll survey it. And you know, I'm not saying I'm right. Or I'm not saying I even agree with what I'm saying. But I think what we've got is hopefully going to be enough. Liverpool have got four very good. Yeah. Listen, listen, the four players are great. Like no, it's yeah, yeah. I, I see. It's 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 Rafa's blanket thing, isn't it? Yeah. But if he's be back up left back, he can also be back up right back. James Milner fell fell far of this. Who's your back up left back? James Milner signed. Okay, well, Trent's injured, and now the left back's injured, mm. and James Milner's like. Okay, well, I can't, I, even I, I, I can't do both of these <laughs> yeah, at the exact exactly. same time. All of them options are perfectly sound. And you mentioned Joe Gomez in the Premier League winning season was absolutely incredible. It's just unfortunate that he's picked up injuries as meant he's never been able to nail down that spot again. Likewise with Joel Matip and unfortunately likewise with Ibu Canate. And generally speaking, I think you're right in what you're saying in terms of Liverpool's sort of pragmatic approach to these situations would kind of lend itself to not doing anything. My only sort of niggling feeling in the back of my head on that is that because we were likely to do something anyway next summer you would yeah. imagine Liverpool haven't been adverse to fast forward in that done the whole in, way in, the, yeah, yeah exactly in the previous yeah. situations similar to this we've not had a plan because we didn't need to replace Joel Matip or Joe Gomez when they got injured because they had loads of years left on the contract yeah. and they were always going to come back and always be great whereas with Matip he's got no time left on his contract and he's not going to come back that's yeah. probably it like you say so for me that's a slightly different scenario yeah. because I agree I think Quanta is going to be brilliant I've got no qualms about that whatsoever and I've got no qualms about seeing him from now until mid-January if that has to be the case as an FA Cup game in there we're probably going to see him but longer term if we're serious about winning silverware not just the Premier League this season go and get one because yeah. you were going to do it anyway no, next that, summer. I agree with but I still think with that midfield game, as I said I don't think Last January, we were definitely going to get McAllister, Sobers like Gavin Birch, and obviously Endo was different because of what happened. But I don't think they were necessarily like if something had happened last season, I don't think those three would have been able oh, no. to be fast forwarded. So it's whether they have got that option. And so we know it's if, but and maybe, as we said before, yeah. but it's hard It's hard to know who is lined up. If they are there, they are available, they cost 20 mil more, then yeah, go and get them. Yeah. But I said, I don't know who that player is. Yeah, but it is a shame though for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, that's we'll end on that one, Dan. Like he has been excellent this season. He's had an excellent Liverpool career. You know, when you're arguing about the greatest free transfers in Liverpool's history, he, him and James Milner's name, and at least modern, are right, are right near the top. Yeah. Like they've won, he's, he's, he arrived for Nottingham from Schalke, won, won everything, played loads of games, been mad, got one of the best Twitter accounts made in his, <laughs> in, in his, in his, in his honour. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's it is such a it's a, it's a it's a cruel blow for him and and for Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I echo everything you said there. He's been absolutely phenomenal uh, and massively underrated. To be honest with you, not necessarily within Liverpool fan base, but from the outside world, because people immediately drawn to Virgil van Dijk and what he's capable of, and rightfully so. But there's been countless games within the past few years whereby Matip's outperformed Van Dijk in certain games not necessarily across the course of a season but in certain games because he is just phenomenal and all the amazing runs he goes on some of the mad moments as you say the reactions and stuff the goals he's shifting as well that goal against Leeds United will live long in the memory he has been genuinely outstanding as you mentioned to get him for free is just ridiculous business like he'll go down as one of the best transfers regardless of free transfers Liverpool have pulled off because his service to the club albeit you know occasionally he's been injured a little bit too much for all I like and of course he has but when he's been out and one of his greatest strengths actually and Chris alluded to it last night was the fact that he doesn't take any time to get back up to speed he has a little layoff and he walks straight back into the team like he's never been away like his recovery in terms of his form is just incredible and he, he very rarely and people will be putting at all sorts of interest and games. I don't remember him having too many bad games no. in Liverpool shoot. I think he's been brilliant pretty much from day one. So credit to him for Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of Joel Matip's injury sandwiched in between both final word shows, we had Jano Insight with Neil Jones. Now, at the time of recording, we thought Matip was out for a long time, obviously since it was revealed he's going to be in the entire season. But bear in mind, it all still pretty much fits everything that we spoke about with Neil Jones fits in so yeah let's have a little chat about how we think Liverpool may or may not act in January relating to their centre half position now that Matip unfortunately has ruptured his ACL right then they're all the positives unfortunately the major negative Neil of course from the game is Liverpool lost another player what looks like a long term injury obviously Jürgen has had this press conference at the Sheffield United at the time recording that's due this afternoon we'll expect more on Joel Matip but afterwards his quick comment was, that we have another scan, but that will not be a short one. It, yeah. it, looked, like, it looked bad. It, was, it looked like a knee, didn't it? Or, yeah, it looked like a knock on the knee, yeah. It, it wasn't. So he, for those who maybe didn't see the game, he, Joe Matip goes down the sideline, goes to clear the ball, wins a tackle, and he kind of just pulls up a bit lame, and, and that, that was him done straight away, straight off. Ebu was on. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a short one. It was it was mad, because just this last week, we were speaking about Matip and how good he's been. You know, he's deserving. He's keeping Ebu Kanata on the bench. He's playing every game. The Joel Matt of experience is this sometimes that we just get injuries he's had yeah. before, but 
It is a big blow for the Reds, this one. It's, it looks like, again, not a short one. When Jürgen says that, they know something's not right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was gone, wasn't he? He was just, he couldn't, he couldn't even get up. He, you know, he was just lying on the, on the pitch while the game was going on for a, for a little while. So, yeah, you know, you, you, you hope it's not a ligament, sort of a, you know, a, That's the a, same surge, got a surgery kind of requirement. Maybe, fingers crossed, it's just a, a kick or a, you know, a, a heavy knock to it. But, yeah, it didn't look like it, did it? Um, that's the Joel Matip, yeah, you're right, the Joel Matip experience. As soon as it gets to three games a week, you, you start to worry about Matip, don't you? You know, being able to play those. But this is this has happened in the first of them. So, I think it's, yeah. We had a good chat about it last week, didn't we? Would you give him a new contract? I think I said I wouldn't. Because of this? Because of this, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, I um, I, you know, I'm I'm gutted for him because he's, he was playing, playing well. I know he, he didn't have a great first half, but... Yeah, he was in the team and he was deservedly in the team and now it's just going to stretch Liverpool's options further and I'm going to have to see some we're going to have to see it anyway we're going to have to see some creative rotation I think from Liverpool over the next certainly over the next few days and then over the next four weeks beyond that yeah we've got this good question actually on that from Cody Pooh 86 says now we're coming out up to one of the busiest periods and Matip's out along as is Robertson Joe Gomez is effectively back up left back back up right back <laughs> back up centre back as well Um does this mean we might get to see some of the younger full-backs mm. come into games? So obviously, as it stands, Liverpool, if Liverpool had an injury at left-back to Costas, Gomez would be in there. If they had an injury or something to Trent at right-back, Gomez would be in there. The centre-half's a bit different. They've still got two plus yellow Kwanzaa as well. But it does feel like this was the old Rafa Blanket thing. Your, your, your blanket's getting pulled everywhere and, and Joe Gomez is there at the moment. Yeah. Conor Bradley being back helps. We, we don't know exactly what Jürgen's plans are there, but... It is, it is an interesting one because Joe Gomez is effectively the first choice back up now in at least two, maybe three positions. Yeah. And that we've seen that before. That doesn't always work. You, you, that's yeah. how you end up struggling. Yeah, it does, yeah. But at least he's good and he's informed. Well, but he's yeah. a, the, 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 the worry with Joe Gomez is he's another one, isn't he? The, yeah. The more you ask him to play, the more likely he is to get injured. Um, he moves the same, mate. Yeah. But, I mean, Conor Bradley's back now, so that 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 hopefully helps that right back situation. You know, I'm sure he'll play the, yeah. the Union St. Gilloire yeah. game. Um, Maybe the West Ham game, possibly half a chance. Um, the left back one, you know, we saw Luke Chambers get a little bit of minutes in the the last game. I'm sure he'll get a, a run out against Union as well if he can stay fit. Yeah. You've got Callum Scanlon there, but it's not ideal. And then you're looking at really very creative solutions, aren't you? you know, I know Curtis played there right back in the early in the season, but I don't know if you want to be doing that in in a Premier League game. Mm. Obviously, Stefan Bajetic tried it; he's injured. I suppose Endo possibly you could you could see a potential for him to play as a right back. I, I imagine he, he he would have the the sort of nous to do it, especially being a midfielder if it's that that role. But they're not they're not none of those are perfect solutions, are they? So yeah, I mean you've got above it on the on the agenda. Could it bring forward any January plans? It depends how big the injury is to matter. I suppose isn't it? If it's a if it's a season ender. Possibly, I, I, I would say. If he was out of contract, like you said before, you wouldn't give him. The, the, there's been no signs that Liverpool are going to give him a do, no. new deal anyway. But it might have been we'll play it out and then we'll get someone in the summer. We've seen them bring Gakpo and Diaz were both yeah. potentially summer signings brought forward for different reasons that might have been perhaps to sign beat other clubs to their signature at times, but also Liverpool wanted them. Is there a chance now again when when he's when you see knees and again we don't we don't know a time of recording like how severe it is, but. If it is a long one where Joel Matip's out until Easter or something, yeah. is there a chance that we know I, I, what we need something? Yeah, I think so. It depends what what what's available, doesn't it? You know, if, and who who they're looking at, at getting. I mean, if they if they get the if they've identified 
two, three targets for next summer and one of them is available in January for a, for a fee, I, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. But if Matip's only out for, I say he's only out till January, I don't think Liverpool are going to sort of absolutely push the panic button and say, right, we need to get six, you know, have We're going to win back on that loan, aren't we? Nat's yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> funny enough, I mean, I was going to say, it's not an idea, but you've got, Nat Phillips not playing at Celtic, you've got Reese Williams not playing at Aberdeen, so there is that kind of, well, we could, we could see either of those two back just, just for the, you know, as an as a emergency sort of cover for, for even just for January and then, and then move on. But again, they're not ideal solutions. Um, I think it just depends on what's available and, and I say how, how severe Matip's injury is. Klopp's press is half one today. So I'm sure we'll find out a little bit. But yeah, he was quite downbeat on it on, on Saturday. Um, Sunday, sorry. So I wouldn't... Well, maybe maybe you know you get the surprise good news, but where Joel Matip's concerned, it very rarely is good news on injury front. No, you're right. What it does do as well, Neil, it's worth mentioning, like... Liverpool got back into that game by putting Trent Alexander-Arnold first of all as number six and then put him back up at number eight got him as close to the goal as possible and it worked out yeah. in the end he, gets the, he obviously gets the winning goal This, if, if that was ever going to be in a plan it, it's hard for that to be a plan now because you, you're down to defend two of your first yeah. already you can't ask Joe Gomez to play right back every single week well, you might he absolutely could do that but again if you're worried about him it kind of throws a little if there was that, if that was ever a plan if it kind of throws a little bit of spanning in that works as well yeah but but that they were chasing the game as well you know yeah absolutely I understand like, that point yeah so there the were I mean there were strange things happening where you know we've seen them do it in, in other positions but we've seen Luis Diaz sort of play left yeah, back at, you know yeah. at times um, or at a time you know you saw they, they went with you know very few midfielders on for, for a spell on, on Sunday you know when they took off Suboslai, who I think, you know, I think he might need a rest. Yeah, I think he might need a bit of a rest. Yeah, you know, it just looks like he's got a bit of, bit of a, a few miles in his legs at the moment. I thought McAllister, you know, Klopp said he was running out of gas. I thought he was, he looked all right to be fair. But they obviously have a feeling that they need to protect him as well. I think it was telling he didn't use Curtis or Elliot. I think both of those will play against Sheffield United. I think I think that was clear that they're being sort of kept kept behind for that. Um. At least Endo, you know, Endo come on and, and made an impact. So you've got the option of playing him as, as as a number six in some of these games coming up. Maybe both the, the two away games. Yeah. But I think Trent's. Yeah, the debate around Trent's gonna gonna um, heighten, isn't it? Because of the last two games, the last two goals he's scored, where he's picked the ball up is in that centre midfield position, isn't it? With the central areas. But I think Liverpool can still find a way to to mix and match. I don't think they need to sort of commit to. One or the other, um, and as I say, it's going to be about being creative in the in the rotation and making sure that everyone stays as fit as possible. I mean, we don't even mention there, but you know they've only got four senior forwards. They're going to have to, you know, I I probably would have started Gakpo on on Saturday. Yeah, probably start Wednesday. Won't He'll probably start Wednesday, but you've also got Gakpo who can play midfield. Yeah, but that. That removes a bench option, so you, you, they're having to sort of spread their options a little bit thinner than they'd like at the moment. And the the, the worry, I suppose, the bigger worry is, apart from Allison, it doesn't look like Matt Robertson, Jota, we're going to see them until the new year, probably. Yeah, I suppose the the, the one again. The chance, if, if this would have happened, if someone said to me, the pool are going to go in with these centre half options, and John Matt is going to get a big injury in the start of December, it's going to be about for months. 
at least Jill Alquanza, yeah. that, that's an added bonus yeah. that Liverpool have got Jill Alquanza. And I, I think we'd all be very comfortable with Jill Alquanza starting Premier League games. Now, that's the, that is the difference compared to years gone by where you were like, oh, yeah, and he can play right back. He can play right back, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got... He came the, on recently, didn't he, at right back? Very, was, was it last? I can't really, yeah, very briefly, yeah. Yeah. He, he switched, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, look, he's not, again, he's not a perfect solution at right back. But I do, and also think as well, if you've got Van Dijk, I think that might even help. Kwanzaa in, in, you know if you had to put him in a league game you know, he's done really well alongside Matip at Wolves yeah. he's played a lot of cup games you know alongside Canate and, and maybe Matip as well I think if you put him in you know goal, Wednesday if you put him in Wednesday at Sheffield United with, with Van Dijk you'd, I think you'd feel relatively comfortable that he could handle it yeah. the only thing is maybe a little bit that you know you're then having real sort of I know he's played a few games but he's a rookie goalkeeper and a rookie centre half as well at the same time you probably would, would want to wait until Alisson Alisson was back but um, yeah I think Quan has been a big bonus we've said it a few times on the show haven't we that he, you know, he's made a massive difference to Liverpool's sort of feeling of comfort with, with regards to centre backs but yeah he might he might be needed uh, over the next few weeks he'll definitely get a look in I think in the um, in the Union game I think he'll probably start the West Ham game as well Thanks to Neil as ever for coming in for that one. Thank you to you guys rather for listening to this episode of the Red Men Weekly Podcast. There's been loads and loads of content over on Red Men Plus. We've had the Bias Football Podcast. We've had two player rating shows. We've had two instant match reactions and loads more coming up, by the way, this Christmas time. We've got our countdown of Liverpool's 50 greatest signings. A two-part spectacular. You guys voted in your thousands on who Liverpool's greatest ever signings where we are currently putting that list together and yes Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that countdown will be available for you to watch or listen to you can sneak away from the madness for an hour or two on both days and get yourselves a little bit of you time or settle down with your family and give it a watch or a listen as well as lo- as well as that loads more content coming up Liverpool's got games coming thick and fast so yeah Redmen Plus is the place to be and don't forget sign up as a legend and get yourselves in the hat for all of our amazing prize draws eight are done there are still 17 more to go including our last one on Christmas Day when we're giving away that Ibu Kanate sign share so yeah thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Redmen Weekly we'll see you next Friday with the next one take care small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.